hello, and welcome to Inside the Mind of a Podcast, where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the podcasting wrestling community. Joining me today, he is the host of the Angle Podcast, interviewer extraordinaire, uh, Joey Carney. How are you doing? How are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on. Of course. Like, uh, like I just told you before, I've been waiting to get you on, and I'm happy we can finally make this happen. Awesome. I've been, uh, I told you before too, I've seen so many episodes and it's just, uh, it's a pleasure to watch and, and I'm excited to be here. Well, I appreciate it. I always tell people this is kind of like my baby, like my, my podcast is fun and all like my weekly show, but like interviewing people is something I've always wanted to do. So when people say they like this show, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it makes me, that makes me happy, but we're just yeah. going to, we're just going to dive right in. So how did you get your start into podcasting? Uh, so I knew I wanted to do something with wrestling, wrestling related. Um, I wasn't sure what that was. Um, this is at the beginning, right before the beginning of the pandemic. And I saw there was a rise of podcasting and, and radio, I guess, radio activity, you could say mm-hmm. on social media. And I figured a way how I could combine both, you know, obviously start a wrestling podcast, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, I bought like the cheapest microphone on Amazon and just YouTube some stuff. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very common theme is um, the pandemic. It, yeah. That's when 90% of people started. The The occasional people were like, oh, you guys just started pandemic. We've been going two years since, like, before that. It, and it that's, you bring up, like, the cheapest mic and everything, but you don't need to have, like, the best equipment to do this. Nope, it's a hack that I learned along the way. <laughs> I mean, I the mic is Amazon. I bought the camera off Amazon. The mic stand was from my old podcast that yep. it was gifted to me, and I still use. <laughs> that's as all long things. as you have, that's a thing with, with a lot of people too. Like when I've been asked a bunch of times, like, "How do you start a podcast? Like, what should I do?" And I say, like, "Don't break the bank," because I started. And I know a lot of other people have also started with very very like not cheap but like you know minimal material you don't need yeah. you need a microphone in, in if you're going to do online or, or on camera stuff a cheap webcam my webcam the one i'm using right now i think i got for 60 dollars at target and i've been using it my entire time so it's like the quality of your content itself not the quality of the uh the, the style that you do it you know what i like that i agree it is like yeah my webcam was like 30 bucks on Amazon. My mic was like 30 bucks on Amazon. It gets the it, job done. Exactly. They get the job done. Yeah. People aren't going to be criticizing your camera and your mic. If they are, then they got, they got other things they got to worry about themselves. But, <laughs> <laughs> and as you grow and you, 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 you know, whatever happens, then you could start investing more into the equipment. If that's, if that's the route you want to go, but to begin, I wouldn't do it. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, you don't need, yeah, you you grow as you grow. Exactly. So you have had quite a lot of memorable people on your show. Uh, I said interview extraordinaire for a reason. You are one of the only people I know who get, like, the bigger names, which is something I aspire to get eventually, but uh, we'll get there. But... So, of all of the people you have had on, do you have any favorites that you've done? 
I have. I do. Um, there's two that really stand out to me. Um, one being uh, Rob Van Dam, RVD. That was really my biggest, that was my first big name that uh, my family knew. My family, they don't know anything about wrestling. They know of wrestling because of me. Yeah. And when I said I was interviewing Rob Van Dam, my dad's eyes lit up. So that's kind of the moment for me. I was like, ah, oh, now they get it. Um, and he was just such a cool dude to interview. Um, so that was like my first big one. That's a, that's a one memorable one. Mm -hmm. But my favorite one, I think, and I've interviewed her a few times already, Mickey James. She is, she is the coolest, like most personable person. She remembered who I was and it had been almost a year since I, the first time I interviewed her and, uh, just, just an awesome person. And that's probably my, my second favorite. I love that it, for people who don't even like watch wrestling or really know about it, like your family, you said, and they knew who RVD was and they got so excited for you. Like that, that's what it's about. That really like getting people excited about it. And, and Mickey James, I've, I've heard from quite a few people that she's, she's fantastic to work with yeah. interview. It's a dream. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, but like with all of these people that you have to interview and would like to interview, have there been any like unexpected moments that happen when you're interviewing them? Like something that kind of, they say that catches you off guard and you kind of have to like steer your way back on track, uh, anything like that? I've had interviews where not, not many things, luckily, um, I've had one or two where it was very hard to get answers out of the people, out of the guests. And they would give like kind of yes or no questions and were very, very just vague with the way that they spoke. And I had to like the phrases beat, beat the answers out of them, but kind of like answer my own question with giving them very little room to respond because they weren't, weren't doing so. And those are kind of difficult to do. Um, and then I've had interviews where I just, I don't know, they, uh, one, one thing specifically I can, I can recall. Um, I was interviewing DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, and uh, I had just wanted to start uh, getting into yoga, and it was around the time that I interviewed him, so it just made sense to talk to him a little bit about that, and uh, I read to him. By doing my research on him, I, I, read, I found that he really likes when people uh, give a, a review on his his uh his products or his his uh ddp yoga yeah. so i read a few to him on there and one of those specifically was one that i had written um just to kind of get like like an emotional moment get some feedback yeah and of course he got a little emotional we both did actually and uh he ended up giving me the whole program matt all the products for free he sent me uh ddpy uh, a mat, um, all these armbands for blood restriction and all these different things. And um, he told me, he's like, listen, like call me in like 90 days and we'll, we'll, we'll follow up and we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll do follow up pictures and different things like that. And uh, it became like, I don't know. It was just, it, it took a, a mind of its own. It really went a completely different way. And I was at the end of the interview and I was not expecting that at all. And uh I still do it to this day. He gave me the app with all of the courses. I didn't have to pay for a thing. I think the total value of everything had to be over like 150, 200 bucks for everything. Ooh. Yeah. That's, 
I, I didn't expect I don't know where that story was going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just it was one of those things where I kind of threw him off guard reading a, a, a really emotional review on his Amazon uh, on his documentary. Yeah. And it was my review, and he didn't know that while I was going into reading it. So threw him off guard, and then he threw me off guard, and it was just—it was a nice moment. That's awesome, though. See, another yeah. person who seems like such a nice guy, like really he, is giving you that for free, and you guys like got to share that moment, which is yeah. something a lot of people would die to have because you know people like idolize these wrestlers that mainly you get to like talk to and other people I know get to talk to you on, like, a daily basis kind of thing. So that is so awesome that he did that for you, and you guys got to share that. That I'm jealous, and that's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, of course. So with the, you know, your, your free time when you're not interviewing DDP, Mickey James, RVD, and other very large names... Uh, what other hobbies are you doing with your time? I know uh, something that just happened last weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's funny that you you mentioned hobbies because for me for a long time wrestling was a hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, not making content or anything, just like filling my time with it, researching and watching and just whatever. So that was a big thing of mine uh, for a while. Um, but then I needed like hobbies outside of the hobby because it became more than a hobby. Yeah. And uh, I really got into photography. Um, I love traveling. So those two kind of go hand in hand. Um, I do a lot of traveling when I have the time. And I bring my camera. And it's one of those things where my mind just I'm, – I'm a very creative person. I always have been. And uh, for me, photography, like I'll see something. I take the camera out and I just shoot it and while i'm traveling so it's a very very refreshing uh thing for me um i've been labeled as an old soul to a lot of people i'm okay. a very they, they call me uh grandpa joe that's kind of my nickname <laughs> my funny nickname with all my friends and family because i just like old school things like photography traveling um i have a huge uh vinyl record collection i love going to different uh record stores and finding different things, not looking for anything specific, just kind of whatever catches my eye. And uh, that's another one of my things. So those are kind of the out, the hobbies outside of the hobby. <laughs> Grandpa Joe, that. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. It... I was for a long time. I was the only one like in my circle or anybody that really like I knew that were, that was collecting records. And this was like, I started in, in 2013. So okay. before it was a cool thing, like it is today. Yeah. Um, so everybody's like, why are you collecting records? Like, those are long gone, and now <laughs> it's a little different. They outsell CDs today. Yeah, that's true. I actually, yeah. my record player is underneath all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so through your searching of vinyls for 10 years at this point, uh, do you have any, like, favorite vinyls that you found? Um. Off the top of my head, no, but I can tell you artists that I've I've found, okay. um, original Beatles albums. Um, I was born on January 8th, uh, which is the same birthday as Elvis Presley. Um, so my whole life has really been uh, Elvis influence, you could say. <laughs> There's always Elvis's, Elvis references um, along the way. So Elvis is one of my favorite uh, artists of all time. So when I find a, an Elvis album I didn't have before, I'll grab it. Um, 
same with the Beatles, same with uh, just whatever, really whatever I see that I know I don't have. And it's funny because I have, I probably have close to a thousand records and yeah, no, it, I, it's, it's bad. It's, sometimes it's like, oh my God, I got to pull myself back. It's, it's like, <laughs> relax yourself, Joey. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I have so many and I always remember the ones I have. Like, it's just like a internal thing that I have that's like, everything's organized. And if you pull out one from my, they're all very, uh, my, my record collection is all set up as from the date that I got them. So they just kind of go in order. And it's, again, a weird thing. I can pull out one randomly or someone can, and I know exactly where I got it, when I got it. And it's like, I remember the moment sort of say it's, it's like a weird, I don't know. It's a very weird thing, but it's, uh, it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. See, doing it by the date you get it, it's smart. Yeah, I just get it and put it on the shelf, and then the next one, put that in front of it, and I just continue as uh, as time goes. Okay. that's yeah. I I will have to remember that for next time <laughs> I want to organize something. Because most people do, like, alphabetical, by yeah. artist. Doing yep. it by... See, Joey, you're teaching me things. I need to know. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I, I feel the old soul thing, uh, like, one of my favorite like artist of all time is Bing Crosby. There you go. So I've, I've those. White Christmas is my favorite oh. movie. <laughs> Great. Great. And uh so I plan on doing like a whole music sleeve eventually and I'm gonna get like Perfect. an old school microphone to like represent like that era like Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Bing. I have one on my desk. An old an old style microphone, uh like a statue that I got as a gift years ago. Um before I even ever mm -hmm. thought about podcasting which is very strange um maybe foreshadowing there for me but uh yeah one of those old school microphones that you saw like frank sinatra used to hold or mm -hmm. whatnot and i have one on my desk which is pretty cool yeah i think i think i actually found one not that long ago i haven't like hooked it up yet because like i'm just so used to having this one yeah and i like having this so not having this kind of freaks me out and then just having something <laughs> small <laughs> yeah. it's comfortable yeah it, Comfort, comfort's not a bad thing with anything yeah. you do. So one of these, uh, this question is always my favorite to ask because I always like hearing the answers people give. Because uh, like I do ask like the same questions to everybody, and then if something catches my attention, we divvy off and then circle back. So yeah. if you could have a like table for three dinner kind of thing with any three wrestlers, dead or alive, who are you picking and why? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, let's see. One would be my favorite of all time, Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. He would be he would be one. Um, a second one would have to be Triple H. Okay. Just because inside the ring, outside of the ring, just seems like such an influential, knowledgeable person that I feel like you could learn so much about. Or uh, from, um, so we have Eddie Guerrero, we have Triple H. Who would be the third? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> yeah, most people probably, get stumped on the third one. I would probably say Shawn Michaels. Okay. And it'd be very fun to have DX kind of <laughs> sitting there together. 
being serious but being DX at the same time and then having Eddie Guerrero obviously uh, I think that'd be a a good time <laughs> those three might actually be like the, the top like three most popular answers I think the rock is also one really? that people pick a lot so that you know what I forgot about the rock but I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with my I'm sticking with my three sticking with my three I think Eddie was like number one overall and I think I've done like 20 of these so I think maybe like 15 people wow have picked Eddie Guerrero I met him once um, really yeah I met him it had to have been it was right before he won the WWE championship so it must have been uh late 2003 or early 2004 okay. no that's when he won it. so late 2003 okay um I had met him at a Kmart. He was doing a signing in a Kmart um, when I lived in South Florida. Okay. And I actually met his wife, Vicky Guerrero, before she was anything. She was kind of standing there on the side. And I knew I knew that that was his wife. And no, not many people there did was before she was involved in anything. Yeah. And uh, she was the sweetest lady. I, I, I said hi to her and uh, she spoke to me and she spoke about she was talking to my mom while I was with my dad meeting Eddie Guerrero it was the craziest thing. Um, but I have an autograph from him, which is it just popped into my head. Eddie Guerrero, that's, he's one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all time. See, that that's so nice to have, though, and that, like, you, the memory you have of that and your mom talking to Vicky, like, that's yeah. awesome. Like, I remember, <laughs> I'm, like, talking to Eddie, and I look to the right, and, like, she's off on the side, and I see my mom talking to Vicky, and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, and she like, she wasn't anything in wrestling yet. She it, it was very very strange. And then all these years later, it's it, it's just it's a crazy crazy experience. It, it is a crazy world we live in. Everything wrestling yeah. is connected somehow. Yeah, that just that just proves it. And Kmart's they're not even around anymore. Oh no, that's how that's how long ago it was. <laughs> that was yeah, that was yeah. like twenty years ago. About yeah yeah actually yeah yeah Give or take yeah 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 wow crazy. I, I was six years old 20 years ago. <laughs> 20, I was 10. Okay, okay, so we're not that far in age. Thank God. Yeah. Everyone always calls me a kid because I'm like, I'm only 26. They're like, I'm 35. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't choose this. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I just turned 30 last week and be, enjoy being 26. Like whatever anybody says, just enjoy it. For me, it's like when you turn 30, it's real. Like now you're like a real adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be it's an weird. adult yet. I know. No one does. No I mean, one does. Are I think the secret, the secret is if you look at all the, uh, the, the biggest names in the world who are adults, they still don't have their shit together. Nobody does. And I think the secret is to find those things that make you feel like a kid. That's that to me is the biggest Thing of being adult find those things that connect you to who you were as like a kid before you became an adult and kind of life took over and for me that's like wrestling is like the top of that list like for me wrestling connects me to my childhood it connects me to like it can it's it's the transition between being a child and being an adult yeah yeah that's that's the biggest thing for me well, you saying that leads me like right into my next question, actually. So, um, do you have any advice besides 
like Don't Break the Bank and everything we talked about before this. Uh, any advice for people wanting to podcast or just any life advice in general you want to tell the people who are watching or listening? Yeah, I mean, in regards to podcasting, I see a lot of people who uh, some of them are still around and some of them are not. Um, and that's I kind of was able to tell which ones were and which ones were not. And being like being in our position, like we are in such a valuable position where we get to interview people mm -hmm. and talk to, like talk to people sometimes if it's just someone like me and then sometimes it's mickey james or rob van dam yeah. it really doesn't matter who you're talking to one treat them all the same mm -hmm. treat them like a person um and two don't just interview them to say you interviewed them because their time is valuable as well yeah. so if you're going to go into any interview make it meaningful make it bring value to them but also out of them you know it's not just to say oh i interviewed uh rob van dam it's it's more than that it's and i think that's the, the biggest thing that stands out between uh like the different podcasts or or in podcasts in general not just wrestling related but anybody um just do it for the right reasons don't just do it to get clout to build clout for yourself to say oh i interviewed this person and this person and this one. because at the end of the day it doesn't matter if those interviews and those conversations weren't valuable yeah true that that's the biggest thing i, I could i could say yeah. in regards to life advice be a good person be not everybody's a nice person but there's also nice people who aren't good people and there's good people who who are you know it just vice versa so be a good person and be nice that, that's i feel like that's just basic human decency you would think it's the simplest thing but it's the hardest thing for people to do yeah. oh. i will never understand it it's baffling to me yeah i i truly don't understand that's i mean my key example is always twitter and, and the yeah it, it makes no sense that's like it's funny you brought up twitter like for me i try to make my twitter or anything i tweet about like a positive experience where it's there's so many people who it's so easy to talk about negative stuff or point fingers or make fun of people and make whatever mm -hmm. it, it's it's much more it, it's it's harder but it's much more meaningful if you can find ways to be positive and like make a good experience for people in general that's true yeah i mean everyone's entitled to their opinion but <laughs> exactly sometimes keep <laughs> the opinions to yourself yeah i mean i see some things on social media where i'm just like i don't know Re rethink your life choices like i just i don't know yeah i've never i've never understood especially when like because you brought up like interviewing wrestlers and just like treat them like people why people specifically on twitter but it, yeah. everywhere kind of just like attack these wrestlers as if they aren't real people like they're not just some random like character aberration you see on your screen like they're legit real people who have real feelings i've never yeah. understood it yeah i think it's because people people look at as like twitter or any social media platform they look at it as almost like a robot is in charge of the account and there's not a real person behind it like it's like oh i can say whatever i want because they're not going to feel anything and they're never going to find me or they're never going to know who I am or any of that BS that people 
you know, and listen, sometimes that's, that could be true. Sometimes, you know, who knows, maybe Becky Lynch has uh, a manager tweeting for her. So she doesn't have to, to stay off social media, or maybe it is her, you know, I'm just using her as a, as an example, but it could be, you know, it could be one or the other. So regardless, I mean, that, 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 that shouldn't be the deciding factor in how you're going to treat someone. You should just be nice, be a good person. It's very, it's, it's not rocket science. It, it's not. It, it truly isn't. It's such an easy, simple concept that. And in most cases, in most cases, when you are nice and you are a good person, you get way more. Uh, karma, a gr- good karma. You're just you get more in general. Yeah. If you do those things. Yeah, I mean, I I am a hundred percent a believer in good karma, bad karma, fate. Yeah. Like I'm a hundred percent behind that. Everything happens for a reason. And yep. if you choose to be a shitty human being to other people specifically, then that's gonna that's gonna bite you a hundred percent. Yeah, I learned a, a, a really big lesson uh, from Gary V. Um, not sure if, if if you don't know who he is or if anybody listening doesn't know who he is, but uh, I'm sure everybody knows at this point who Gary V is. Um, but it was more it, he taught me this lesson of being empathetic towards people and be more empathetic towards those kind of people who are negative and you know the the, the keyboard warriors and all those people who are just mean and, and negative um but just in general be more empathetic to those who are mean because they're just they're portraying how they feel inside yep and if you can be empathetic towards those people sometimes it's the best way to one get them a hell away from you <laughs> but two i mean when you fight fire with fire it doesn't really end well so if you're just empathetic towards those people i think it's it's in the long run run it's a win for you yeah uh, i see it like so like i was a psychology major at one point i didn't graduate with that degree but that's a whole other story <laughs> um <laughs> but you realize people act a certain way because that's how they either are treated and then that's just them acting out or like you said like internally it's it's everything like that so that's people have to realize that these people who are being malicious towards others it's not necessarily entirely their fault it's just their reaction to whatever's going on with them yeah he he made it gary meet gary v made a very good point and he said you know if someone's gonna write they're gonna comment on your whatever your post your video whatever and say something like uh oh joey you're ugly or joey your podcast sucks or or you know die or whatever crazy crap people say think about what you have to be going through what that person is going through to do that to actually go on and write that yeah. With the intention that it's going to get to you. That's sad. Yeah. That that's a great way to think about it. Like, that's it sad. sad. That that has that has to be a miserable way to live. Like when you have to go on and, and write these things with the intention of, oh, I'm gonna get this person. Like, I don't wanna live like that. Mm-mm. No. No. That's why like if I ever get negative hate or anything like that. It's very rare that I do, which luckily for me, but uh, I just don't respond or I just, 
block or whatever. They usually just don't respond. Yeah. And, like, the block, it's great. It's great to have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that sometimes I learned sometimes that just uh, motivates people more to, to get through to you. Yeah. So, so I just don't respond. How do you feel about people who, I guess, like, quote-unquote brag about being blocked by, like, wrestlers and stuff like that? I, I never, I, I don't know. It, 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 you have to backtrack a little bit with what their intention is. Is it just a fan or is it, I've seen podcasters do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blocked by, I think, I know of one wrestler um, that people would know. But other than that, I don't think I have any other. And I would never blo- I would never brag about it because, you know, what's the intention of you doing your podcast? Is it just to say you talk to wrestlers or is there... Uh, a direction behind it that one day you want to work for WWE, one day you want to get into AEW, one day you want to be a commentator. Bragging about that stuff and how you portray yourself online, mm-hmm. what we've learned, will never go away, even if it is deleted. Yep. So portray yourself as if you are already in that position. That's that's a very big thing, and it's a, a secret that I've really never even told anybody about myself, that the way I portray myself online or when I do interviews, in my mind, I work for WWE. I'm going to present myself in a way where you would see this on WWE, whether it's on TV or in a backstage, whatever. Yeah. Put yourself in that position where you are already where you want to be and your content will be better. The way you present yourself will be better. The way people see you online will be better. Um, and it's all a branding thing, I think. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Like, that's why, like, for my podcast, I'm more, like, animated, ridiculous, the things I say, just off yeah. the cuff. But for this, I try to be, like, a little more, like, professional, even though you don't have to be, like, suit and tie. No, no. But no. I not at all. Yeah, I try to be like a little more focused. I think I think more so for me it's a focus issue cuz I am trying to like when I do my podcast I have to watch the stream and talk to chat and like do all of that but with this it's more in the moment. Not streamed. It's just recorded. It's just me and one person, sometimes two if I'm doing another type of show. I write yeah. my notes like it's very different. Yeah. I'm doing it's more laid back podcast. than what you're doing with the other stuff. Oh, 100%. Even though yeah. I feel like I get more nervous for some reason doing this than live streaming stuff. I think it's because I'm talking to different people that I don't talk to every week. Yeah. Like, you and I haven't communicated really ever. I don't think we have. very. If we have, very rarely. It, minimal. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is, like, a first time for me and you. So I had to, like, prepare myself and, like, get myself ready and be like, okay, it's Joey. He's, he interviews wrestlers. I have to I have to step up my game. But you're just a normal person. Oh, of course. Literally, that another thing. That's another piece of advice. Look at everybody as if they're just a normal person. And believe me, I've even been I've, – I've been uh, – I've had people, like, comment on that about the way I go in my interviews. I've had people like big, big wrestlers that I've interviewed. I've had it twice already. They say like, 
thank you for treating me like a person because that's what we look for outside of work. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like the biggest compliment. Like, and, and I'll never put that out on social media or anything like that. But that's like, that's like, even for you, like, think about it. They're just, you're just going in to talk to a friend, a, a person, no need to get nervous, no need to feel like all, oh, you know, Mickey James is Mickey James. Like I gotta, you know, I gotta put on a great face. Like be you and treat them as if you, how you would treat anybody else because they will appreciate it more than you know. Yeah. Well, That's, it's, it's just people. <laughs> it, it, people it's just people being yeah. people, right? Yeah. And I learned that the hard way because I've had people tell me like when I first started, like relax, like I'm just a person. Literally, I'm just a person. <laughs> Don't look at me as someone you see on TV. I was like nervous and sweating and I'm like <laughs> stuttering and like forgot everything I was at, wanted to ask. And yeah. just everybody's, we're all people. We're all people, guys. Everyone listening, yeah. we're all people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, is, this next question is something I also really like hearing the answer to because the way people explain their answers. So if you could write an autobiography of your life, whether it's your entire life, a certain part, anything about your life, what would be the title and why? The title. Hmm. That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, it would probably, I don't know what the title would be. It would, for some reason, the word fight is coming up. Okay. Very clearly. Uh, but maybe not fight, but more along the lines of like being in a fight, like uphill battle, like Okay. Just everything was always from from my perspective, everything I've ever done, whether it was school, college, uh, you know, gaining the confidence to make friends and talk to girls, because I was very I still am very, very shy. Mm -hmm. Um in, in general with people um i feel like everything was always like everyone around me had like s smooth sailing and everyone just doing and i'm walking uphill in snow and i'm like oh what the hell like so it'd probably be along the lines of like like fight or like something like that okay yeah i mean if you don't have like an actual like a legit title that's fine i that's yeah. how krista beat was uh that's the interview i just did previously she said yeah. she didn't have like a title but had like an idea of like what it kind of yeah. would be. I've had people like explain what they want the cover art to be. Like people <laughs> take this question and run with it. It's like one of my favorite yeah. ones I love hearing. But that's the, pretty, that's uh, in depth. I like that. I, so that's like bringing it back to the point before um, people being people. That's why I started, I'm starting with just podcasters and like my yeah. friends because yeah, we podcast, but there's, uh, that's just surface level. There's stuff deeper than that, that, not everyone yeah. talks about or like I've had people like open up to me which I always appreciate people say yeah. I'm easy to talk to and I'm like thank you so much because like I'm a good listener you I are. try <laughs> you are you're very like very personable like very just like <laughs> you can tell that there's no like it's just, we're having a conversation yeah it's not like one two three done <laughs> you know like, it's very it, it, there's there's uh, a connection through conversation so i know i appreciate that about you by the way because oh, that that's it's very it's very rare that you have that today 
I'm taking notes. I'm I'm keeping <laughs> this all backlogged for myself, for my self-confidence later. <laughs> this is what Absolutely. I needed. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. So this episode is going to come out not tomorrow, but next Monday, because I release them every two weeks. So with the next maybe month or so, depending on how far you want to delve information, uh, any future interviews coming up, any future plans you want to tell the people about, uh yeah so i'm in the midst of kind of changing my content around a little bit um i'm still i i still will be doing interviews um maybe not as often as i have normally done them um i know a lot of podcasters can say that even myself it's been more difficult to get guests on Mm -hmm. and that has to do with now the pandemic pretty much being gone yeah (laughs) and everyone is fully back to work and sounds bad to say but they don't really need us as much as they did because they're doing those interviews on those platforms where they work yeah um and if they are doing those interviews they're doing it on news media chris van vliet and renee paquette and it is what it is. <laughs> it, 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 it should be motivating to us to try to get to that level. Yeah. That's what I try to tell people. Um, but I do have an interview coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. I don't really know the, the day. I know it's at the end of the month, and I haven't promoted it at all. I haven't said anything. Um, but I will be chatting with Alundra Blaze, uh, Medusa. That, I'm jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she has a new, uh, a new book coming out. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, it's right around the time of the Royal Rumble, I believe. So I'm sure okay. we'll be talking about that um, and the Women's Royal Rumble and women's wrestling in general. And I'm mm-hmm. very excited to to dive into that because I've had the chance to do that with Mickey James, um, who's been around and knows everything. And then mm-hmm. her being before Mickey James time, yeah, um, I think will be a cool connection somewhere. Um, and I, I always that. love to dive deep. I'm very much into like the uh, the history, like. Mm-hmm. talking to the present and then also talking to the past and kind of seeing where they connect. So I think that'll be a really cool one. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like I said, like, ah, Alundra Blaze just alone is just so iconic. I mean, yeah. it's, people think of Alundra Blaze or Medusa and they're just like title trash immediately. Like that's yep. the first title thing. Title trash or monster truck. Those are the two things. That... <laughs> the two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be awesome to talk to her. Um, with changing your style, uh, do you have like any ideas right now how you're going to switch it up? So um, I do. Um, I haven't really set anything set, like really put it set in stone. So I don't want to give too much, but I'll, but I'll keep it along like um, not doing interviews as often. When I first started my podcast, it was mainly me sitting down once a week, sometimes more talking about what I saw and what I thought about wrestling that week. Okay. Um, and then it got to the point where I was like, well, this is what everyone's doing. How do I stand out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone offered me the opportunity to do interviews, which I had never even thought about, which is m- crazy to think about, but it was never an option. It was never like, oh, I want to interview wrestlers. It was more like, how do I talk about wrestling or make it interesting? Yeah. Then I started doing interviews and I switched more to interviews and I saw that was working better. Mm-hmm. The numbers were higher, so I'll just stop doing the other stuff because why am I going to work so much harder when I don't have to? Yep. Um, work smarter, not harder. 
that's another thing. There we go. Um, started doing interviews, and I, I mean, I was cranking out interviews, especially during the pandemic. Oh yeah. One or one or two a week, and they weren't even like. They were like Rob Van Dam, and then it was like, the Hurricane Gregory Helms, and then it was Ryback, and then it, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what the hell is happening, but I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna ride this momentum. Um, Eric Bischoff, I think I did Eric Bischoff, DDP, Jeff Jarrett in a matter of like three weeks. Oh my god! It was like one a week I was doing, and sometimes I remember one day I I interviewed uh, Nick Aldis in the morning. Later in the day, I interviewed Moose, and then I interviewed later that day Alicia too. And that was like for I was doing one, putting out one a week, and it was three a week. It was half the month, more than half the month was already set. Jesus. So, and now it's like it's, it's very difficult to get the interviews. You have yeah. to have, honestly, you have to be connected to different companies, whatnot, who who will be willing to give you interviews. Mm -hmm. um, so. With all that said, um, I'm kind of going away from the interviews, but I'm still doing them. I want to focus more on creating wrestling-based content, um, tying it into what I see from my favorite YouTubers, okay. and making it wrestling-based. Um, so if it's uh, going to the gym and having um, a friend of mine, Enzo Amore, uh, the real one, teach me his workouts in the gym and kind of do a short interview kind of thing in between yeah that's what it will be opposed to doing a zoom call with him or anybody else so it's going to be a different style more uh entertaining okay that's kind of where i'm trying to go with it the more the entertainment route i don't know if you've seen me on tiktok at all but a lot of my tiktok stuff um you wouldn't even know that's that's connected to what you see on twitter <laughs> or anything else that's a whole different ball game but I'm going more towards that kind of content where okay. uh, I'll be making videos, for example, like these are five people who I think are going to win the Royal Rumble, both men's and women. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's more interesting than just anything else. I think that's, I don't know, it's a different, like I said, different style, mm -hmm. um, but more under the line of wrestling based content. Again, throwing interviews in there, throwing all the other stuff I've been doing before that, just adding more to the resume, sort of say. That's such a smart and cool idea, though. Like, just doing a normal task, but then adding a wrestler on top of that and, like, talking with them. Yeah. And like you said, like, making an interview, but doing, like, it's like, it's just like talk shows. Yeah. Basically, like, they're always, like, cooking something, and while they're cooking, they're, like, yeah. having a conversation, be like, oh, well, this came out, and how's that, and then they just, that's, yeah. damn it, that's so smart. I can't <laughs> I do wait a lot to see of this. Research. I do a lot of research on the back end, and it's a thing that, it's another, like, hobby of mine for some reason, it's a weird hobby, but it ties into what I do with my podcast. I'm very much into studying how things work. So how does YouTube work? How does TikTok work? How, how does Instagram work? And... I pride myself on that because my numbers are are pretty good on all platforms. Mm -hmm. I think on TikTok I'm almost at like 30k <laughs> followers. Wow. And that's just this that's all of 2022 just focusing on TikTok. Wow. Um so I like to study like how these work and how you can use them to your advantage. Um I study the back end work, the analytics, 
down to the nitty gritty of like what time should I be posting? How long I how long the content should be? Like very much into that. Plus, it's kind of part of my day job in marketing. <laughs> okay. But uh, I tie I throw it into my other stuff as well. But it's important. I know a lot of people who just like they'll they'll throw together a video. Doesn't like it'll be like three hours long or it'll be like 15 minutes or five minutes and they'll post it whenever they get the chance and it flops, mm -hmm. but there's reasons why it's flopping. It, some, listen, sometimes it might be bad content. People hate that. I know there's a lot of videos that I've done where I'm like, why is it not doing well? And I think to myself, maybe it's not good. You know, maybe, maybe it just didn't work. It wasn't what it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you look at this kind of stuff, you can tell, oh, well, if I post at 5 p.m. on YouTube, there's more people on that will watch it opposed to 10 a.m. Hmm. Think about what your audience, your audience is typically you. Yeah. What are they doing at certain times of the day? What time, when you wake up in the morning, what's your, what do you, when, when do you go on social media? Is it after you eat breakfast? Is it the first thing you do? Um, when do you watch your videos or you know, when are people on talking about wrestling? Is it 7 a.m. on Monday morning or is it 7.30 p.m. right before Monday Night Raw? Oh, my God. This is making me rethink everything <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> and it, it did for me, too. It's like it's the back end stuff that you don't see. Yeah. Um, but you have to put the time into figure like, to, to research it. It, it. it almost becomes hard uh, a new department of the job already. Yeah. So all of this is and and you to make it to make it successful, you have to do these things, regardless yeah. of of what it is. If it's a podcast or if you're you know whatever you're doing, there's always extra work that needs to be done in order to make it successful. Yeah. See now now I'm like rethinking a bunch of things because I always just <laughs> I always have for some reason I don't even know why I started doing it like this but when uh, I broke off and started doing Shelit I started just posting everything at like seven a.m. on Friday morning for some re I don't know why seven a Friday yeah. because we do our shows uh, typically Thursday nights yeah and I've never I've never like sat down and like thought about it i guess I still don't even know why 7 a.m because i guess in my mind oh people are like maybe going to work and they yeah. would listen oh i have so much to think about now <laughs> go in go into whatever account if it's youtube youtube's pretty good with that look at your analytics it will literally show you graphs like different bars when your audience, the people that watch and like and engage with your content on YouTube, mm -hmm. what what times of the day they're most engaged? It's different for everybody, um, but if you look at that, you'll see like, oh, you'll be like, I'm posting at 7 a.m., but people are most engaged at like 3:30, like throughout the week. Every day is different. Like it, mm -hmm. it's 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 a lot, but once you get it, you're like, it's golden. I hope I hope every podcaster <laughs> and anyone who's listening and watching this just took a notebook's worth of notes for that. <laughs> oh, I think I think I just threw people off. They just like they just like looked at their <laughs> heads spinning. They're like I don't know what the hell is happening. And then there's some people who are like, "That's what I've been waiting to hear. Like that's why is something not working? That's the next step that I have to go." I mean that that even like ties into like advice stuff too, like figuring out when to post 
I look at analytics and numbers and stuff a lot just because yeah. I am very much like, why aren't my numbers what I ex- like? I'm setting higher expectations for myself, but I always ask myself, why are they not doing as well as they sh- I think they should be? And yeah. then it's like reevaluating. All right, well, what did we talk about on the show? What is the f- and I know thumbnails are a big thing too. Yeah, there- I'm telling you, there's a lot. <laughs> Fun fact, YouTube is actually going away from thumbnails, where if you go look on certain YouTube YouTube videos now, um, they are just jumping. Like if you go, if you hover over a video, instead of seeing the, the thumbnail, you'll it'll just start playing the video. So the key is whatever you were going to put, and this is some great advice I'm gonna give you. I found and, and it's like a hidden hack. Whatever you're gonna do in your your thumbnail, mm-hmm. if it's going to be words, um, this video is about wrestling, whatever. That needs to be the first part of your video. It because when it sense. plays now, when it play, starts playing now, that's what they'll see. Because they're going away from thumbnails. YouTube is trying to do what TikTok is doing. Yeah. TikTok is trying to do what YouTube is doing. It's so you. Yes. So if you see right now on YouTube, the biggest thing going there is shorts. Yeah. Which are TikToks. Yeah. Oh my God. And YouTube, uh, TikTok is going more of the SEO route where words, certain words you use are being ranked and your video will most likely have have a higher chance of going viral Mm -hmm. if you have specific big keywords in there. So everyone's just overlapping each other. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's there's videos you can watch that tells you this stuff, articles that will tell you you can read. It's time consuming, but this is where it comes down to are you doing your podcast, not you, but and saying in general. Yeah. Are you doing your podcast for fun or are you doing it to create a like a future for yourself in this industry? where you could be profitable and make it into a business and become Chris Van Vliet or Renee Paquette doing what you're doing. Um, if it's just for fun, do it for fun. But for me personally, I'm trying to build it into something where I could have a career in it. Yeah. There's different, there's different steps you have to take. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Okay. I got a lot to think about. I got a lot, I got a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of rattling in the brain right now. I gotta <laughs> tell you sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I tell people some of this stuff sometimes and like very a small part of what I just said to you and they're like, like they don't even know what's up. <laughs> I mean, thankfully I under I understand everything you're saying and so I like I have a good grasp yeah. on it. It's just the executing it part is what I'll have to like actually do. Yeah, it's time consuming. It it, it really is time consuming. Like my day is I'm I'm working eight AM, I get off at five. And then I kind of take some time for myself and like between watching wrestling every freaking day of the week and live tweeting that stuff for two or three hours, I'm doing this stuff. And my day ends at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Like it's a lot, but are you willing to to work for your dream or are you willing to just settle? Damn. That that alone, that's a quote. I can see it on like the Google images, pretty background. That's what that is. And either option, that's the the best thing about that. Either option, 
is the best option for you. Whatever you pick, that's the best option for you. Whether yeah. it's if you are comfortable doing what you're doing and you love what you're doing, I will be the first person in line to pat you on the back and say, keep freaking doing it. Mm-hmm. But if it's the opposite way, it's the same thing. Whatever works for you is is the best option. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. And I appreciate you bestowing your wisdom upon the people. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them the inside scoop here. Just tell me to <laughs> shut up when you need me to shut up. That's all. I, n- I would never. Listen, this is, this is good stuff. Bring the controversy. Shut up, Joey! <laughs> well, uh, now I turn the mic over to you. I always let people ask me anything they want to know about me. I've always said I'm an open book. That you want to know life, podcasting, whatever you want to know, I will answer. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, well, let me start with this. You're very, you're very personable, like communicating. Like you're just, you're just a person, and it's very easy to talk to you, and like we converse. It's not like you are reading you're you're reading a question that you wrote and after i answer that's that that question's dead onto the next like mm-hmm. there's conversation there what how would you describe yourself are you an introvert are you extrovert are you somewhere in the middle do you like like going out every weekend and being friends with a bunch of people or are you like i have like five good friends and i kind of just hang out and do whatever uh i would definitely say i'm a little bit in between uh, if you get to know me, I open up more. Uh, I definitely don't like going out of here because, like, I there's times where I'm just like I can't stand people, especially like yeah. just out. Like I did a, I did a bar crawl last night. There so, you like, go. <laughs> it was like it was me and my best friend, and then a bunch of people I didn't know, but like the two of us stuck together, hung out, yeah, and did everything. Uh, so I do have like a core group of friends real life and twitter wise which yeah. i've actually had the privilege of meeting the majority of them in real life because pandemic oh, wow. is over so um yeah i've gone to chicago met the majority of them vegas for SummerSlam, and that was my first time going out there so wow. i would say i'm definitely like a little bit of both i don't yeah. know where this came from with the camera <laughs> uh i don't like public speaking I was forced to take it in college, and I was, like, shaking up there, had my note cards. I uh, I don't like, like, I get stage fright, but I was in chorus for ten years, and it, like, it, nothing, yeah. it, I don't even understand me half the time. <laughs> I was, I was a student where I would ask the teacher, could I present, like, after class just to you? Like, <laughs> I literally used to ask that. I hated anything to do with speaking in public. Mm-hmm. And here's another piece of advice. I don't know how this, these keep coming up. I'm like a freaking, uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where it's coming from. But if you're, and this goes for podcasting as well. If you are confident, if you are, if you know the content you're going to be talking about, if you know wrestling, if you know, if you're going to go into an interview with Mickey James and you know everything about Mickey James, there's no need to not be confident. Like mm-hmm. if you know what you're talking about, you're golden. Yeah. That, that, so public speaking, that's for anything. Like, I remember in school, I would, like, my hands are sweating. I don't know what's happening. I forget everything I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm just studying this material to say that I don't really know it in my soul. Mm-hmm. But I can sit and talk for three hours to Rob Van Dam while he's lighting up a joint. 
and just talk about anything under the sun that comes to mind because yeah. I know about wrestling. I know about him. So if you're confident in what you're talking about, that fright, that stage fright or that, that public speaking goes away. Good, good to know. I mean, I, uh, yeah, now that I think about it, that is true. Because, like, the public speaking class I had to take, we had to do, like, the history of something. And yeah. uh, I'm, I love music. Like, I've said before, like, I want to do a music sleeve and all of this stuff. So I did, like, the history of music festivals. So yeah. I, like, did some research, but, like, I've also been to Warp Tour. And so, like, I had, like, a little bit of knowledge from that. So it definitely helped. I wasn't as nervous as, like, the ones I had to just pick a topic, study it, and not really care about it. I get it. Here's another question for you. What What is it about, like, doing this show, for example? Because you have, you have Sheely, you talk about wrestling, whatnot. <laughs> what what are you looking for by doing this show? Like, like you're obviously interested in how people work and how their minds work. Mm -hmm. You said you were a psych major. Yeah. Um, what is, is that what it is? You, you like the, the psychology of like digging deep, like, cause I'm a very, very, like, I love to like surface level is here and I'm like somewhere like deep in the dark. <laughs> We're talking about things that people are just like, they can't comprehend, like it makes no sense. But for some reason, like people like, like you or I very, very like, that's more comfortable than being surface level. Mm -hmm. Like I loved having deep conversation about emotions and feelings and why things happen and different things like that. So is that kind of where your mind goes as to why you do this show or kind of where this came from? A little bit. Yeah. So uh, I was a psych major, but I graduated with a social work degree. So very similar uh, courses. That's kind of why I chose social work yeah. after the fact. And that's I think that's also why I decided to call this Inside the Mind of because, I, like, that's why I'm starting with podcasters, too, because I'll, I'm also starting with my friends because, I'm like, if I just do this with strangers at first, I would be, <laughs> the show wouldn't even be happening yeah. anymore. So yeah. I pick people that I already have a connection with, and then we build on that connection and we talk for, like, an hour or whatever and then uh like moving on to more people that i would like to interact with more or want to get to know yeah. more in some type of way so i think it is kind of something like that where i want to know more so like what goes on in people's heads that maybe they don't want to talk about and like i said people yeah. open up to me because I don't know. Maybe it is the social work degree in me where I'm just like good. You know at... how people work. Yeah. You know how people work. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm very similar in that sense where I love, I love having these type of conversations. Like I can go for hours and just like, I remember sometimes I'll, I'll have conversations with friends and uh, we'll just go on for hours. I remember the, I don't know, you know, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny for your thoughts. I do. Yes. Mr. Kenny. Uh, <laughs> first time I met him, I had him, I asked him, to be on my on my show just to i was doing like a SummerSlam preview show and i wanted to have a, diff, a few different this was 2020 okay just i just met him we only had dm'd first time interacting on zoom and i said okay i only need you for like 25 30 minutes like we'll just go over like the matches whatever we'll talk that zoom call went on for almost four hours <laughs> i believe it we talked about everything under the sun different books different stuff um there was one time i was on with him uh 
ding 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 we're hitting him now uh mr ritter he's there here <laughs> matt ritter uh kyle uh apron bump yep four of us were on a zoom call i think for like three and a half hours that the wrestling yeah. only talked for like one <laughs> uh, yeah knowing the three of them that does not surprise me in the least but let me tell you i've met a lot of people like through podcasting yeah those those three guys top tier those like 100 they're just the cool the coolest guys like just all so different mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy how different they are um but like when we sit and talk like we haven't done it in a long time but when we when we do my god it's like sitting with the, sitting with the bros at like <laughs> like an outback just like hanging out watching sports just talking like it's specifically the coolest. an outback <laughs> i don't know i'm just throwing out something that everybody knows i'm from south florida so we have things like flanagan's there i don't know if you're familiar with that or nope. it's it's kind of like a kind of like a outback type thing okay yeah i'm pittsburgh a burger so. uh, a sports a sports bread plate a sports sports bar oh my jesus i can't speak today <laughs> sports bar that has burgers and different I, things like that yeah yeah that, yeah i'm a pittsburgh girl so there you go. Permanis. That's most people know us <laughs> for. So, Permanis. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. Anything else that I could ask you? Hmm. So I got I got about why I do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite thing about people? Like, what what's the, your favorite part to learn about people? Like you said, you like to talk. Like, what's in their minds and what mm-hmm. what they're going through sort of say what's your favorite thing to like touch on when you're when you're doing that um so that's a really good question i don't think i've ever really sat and thought about it i guess i like to know not even like why people how like why are people the way they are because that's like the whole gist of this but it's more so i like when people talk about things that are important to them yeah. So, uh, for a lot kind of, of break people, those walls down. Exactly. So, like a lot of people, it is their podcast. That's why I was just like, "Why did you start? Do you have your favorite episode?" And then, so like, I always do like podcast questions into like more personable questions. Like, I mix it up and yeah. try and get a little bit of everything in these interviews. And like, I call them interviews, but they're just conversations. Yeah. Really. Um, interviews are the the uh professional term i guess <laughs> and i'm far from it 98 percent of the time not on this show if you've seen me on other shows you know <laughs> let me tell you i have done i'm the i'm one person that does not say no to people asking me to come on their show whether it's to talk about me or talk about wrestling i always say yes mm-hmm. um if you have 200 followers you have 20,000 followers you have 200 i don't i don't care i say <laughs> yes i just like to meet people and talk and this has been one of my favorite ones I've ever done. I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm on here. I'm lit- I'm being completely serious with you. Like they, I've I've had people on. It's like, what's your favorite interview you've done? How did you get it? What what did? Tell me what you did to get these people. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I see my value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's way different like i don't know i i I enjoy this type of setting like just talking getting to know somebody vice Mm -hmm. versa so i appreciate i appreciate you having me on 
Oh, of course. I, man. I don't do well with compliments, so, like, you're giving me a lot of compliments. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do here? I'm freaking out. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I was going to say something, too. Fuck. What was I going to say? I don't know. It'll come to you. I know. It'll come to me, like, it's going to come to me, like, three days later. I'm just going to be <laughs> sitting here, and she's like, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Um... What was it? Oh, I gotta like rack my brain. What were we gonna talk about? Was it in regards to wrestling? Was it in regards to real life crap? Was it uh Oh, it was just um like with people asking you to be on podcasts and stuff. Uh my friends have deemed me the hardest working woman in podcasting for some reason because I do my show once a week, this every once in a while. It was on a hiatus for a while because like the holidays. Um at one point I was doing another show. I'm always on Matt's show. I always hop on on my other friend's shows. They just, I just like doing podcasts. <laughs> I just like talking to people. It, it, nine times yeah. out of ten, it is about wrestling. Um, but we're doing one tonight, actually. It's about, like, the Conjuring universe. And, like, I love the Conjuring universe. So yeah, That's why Ritter else. and I get along, because we love horror movies. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it, Matt is, again... You're welcome, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll get I'll get yelled at later about this. You need, you need okay. like a Ritter board in a corner. How many times he's mentioned, the number just keeps going up. Oh, this the number would be too high. <laughs> it hit his ego too. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. He's always just like, "You're boosting my ego. Please stop." So yeah. sorry, Matt. You're Love welcome. Um, but like I've like met his family. His wife and I were like best friends. I interviewed her. Oh, for that's this. awesome. Um, so like those are the people like I got to meet in Chicago, like him, uh, Vince, Justin from Getcho, and like the Getcho boys. It's like I I think I saw a photo. You got I think I saw a photo of you guys all together. Yeah, our our little our little group chat of podcasters, our little family. (laughs) But like it's it's just stuff like that, and to to bring it back onto the track, uh, talking about anything. I just like if it's especially if it's something I like or am passionate about. Yeah. Um, like, uh, our friend Reek, uh, from like Young Kings and the Havoc Hour, he got on my case because I never seen Star Wars, mm. and that's like his favorite franchise. I was just like, okay, well, I'll watch them. <laughs> but so what we did is we I would watch three, and then we do a podcast, and then I'd watch the next wow. three, and we do a podcast. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I watched. A lot of <laughs> movies, uh, like all the Friday the Thirteenth, all the Halloweens, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and we turned them into podcasts after the fact. Very cool. So it's just stuff like that I like doing because it's not—it's not all about wrestling. Like wrestling is what brought ninety-eight percent of us together, but yeah. we have other interests outside of it, which is also why I do this: is to get to know. What else people like to do? What else they like to talk about? Like, do you like to video game? Do you like to read? Oh, I yeah. like to read. I like to play video games. Like, it's it's all connected somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I, I like that. You just you just trigger something in my head, too. Another, <laughs> back to the way beginning, another hobby of mine, um, I love to write. Um, okay. I, I went to school for journalism. Um, and actually, I have two books out that are published now. Um. Yeah, one was 2021, and the other one was 2022. And they're more like uh, not motivational content, but more like 
uh, motivational poetry okay. type stuff where it's it's more uplifting and it's, I don't know, that, that's another hobby of mine as well. Yeah, I, uh, same thing. I graduated with a creative writing minor from school, so then I... You get it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started doing a little bit of writing for um, just like wrestling stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I started one, I'm going to make it like, kind of like a series. I only was motivated to like the first four and I kind of got, I'm trying, but uh, <laughs> it's like wrestling soulmates. Like I asked people online, like if you think of wrestling soulmates, who do you think of? And like, I had them say like Ray and Eddie, it's Cena Edge, like stuff like that. So like I'm doing, that's really interesting. I'm doing history on like w the first matches between these people and interactions between their careers. And like, I, I have like Google doc. That's something that I would read or watch. Uh, I can send I, I you the first one. The first one is done. I can send you that one. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Like it. That's what, that's what kind of what we were talking about before. What makes you different than everybody else? Yeah. That right there is is something specific. You know. Yeah. That that's like the first one I put like all of my energy into. I have like a few other ones. Like I did a piece on Rhea Ripley because. I fucking love Rhea Ripley. She's like one of my favorite people right now. Uh, Mommy is the best. You don't gotta tell me, Joe. <laughs> I get it. I, I have... see that. I see that Royal Rumble match coming up real quick. I think she got it. If she back. doesn't, I don't. I'm gonna be distraught personally. I'm gonna be emotional. It better not. I'm. I'm okay with Dana Brooke winning the Royal Rumble. It better not be Ronda Rousey. That's Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone but Rhonda. I love Rhonda. I think she she is doing such a great job with what she's doing. Her in-ring skills can get a little better, but besides the point, somebody else. I have said on numerous occasions that exact phrase, anyone but Rhonda, for anything. Yeah. So See, we're I saying any, anyone but Rhonda and Ritter, I know, and it's anyone but Riddle. So I, it, I know. See? Yeah, it's... We're all we're all here. We're all in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joey. Is there anything else you want to talk to me about? Ask me, talk about it at all? Um, I don't know. Anything that you want to talk to me about? I don't know. On um, I could talk about anything. So <laughs> I like, I'm an open book. Yeah, no, I, I'm whatever you whatever you need. Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing's coming to my mind. Um, we may just have to revisit this at another time. Who knows? Whenever you need, let me know. I'll make the time. You're so yeah. nice. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, first of all, thank you again for doing this. I sincerely appreciate it. But you have Absolutely. to tell the people where they can find you and your interviews and your content. Come on. I'm now. right here. No, we... <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh, I, I, again... I appreciate you reaching out and having me on. And uh, again, I've seen so many people do this before and excited that I get to be added to the list. So I'm thankful that you asked me to be on. Of course. Uh, everybody listening and watching, you can search The Angle Podcast. Uh, the social media handles are a little different. Um, they're at The Angle Radio because The Angle Podcast is taken. <laughs> but uh, at The Angle Radio, at The Angle Podcast, uh, anywhere on social media, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever, all different types of content, interviews, wrestling content. That's kind of what I label it, just wrestling content. So anywhere else, 
you know, you can find that. And uh, again, I appreciate you having me on. Of course. Um, obviously, I have a plug myself here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KateRassin13. The link to her move on to the all things She Leads Showcase. Twitch.tv slash She Showcase. Typically Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern is when we go live. YouTube.com slash She Leads Showcase. I say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining because I'm Italian and I talk with my hands. So you can always see that. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, every time. Okay. Forget yeah. about it. Tony D. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to just listen, which I also appreciate. And then she leads the, the brand and the weekly show, this that you're listening and watching to, Inside the Mind of my interview series, my baby, my pride and joy. Those are the main shows I'm going to be personally focusing on more. There are other shows that are up on the channel if you want to go check those out. My co-host Savannah has two shows. We got a lot going on over here. There's a lot. You got a whole block of stuff. (laughs) Uh, That's, yeah, that's why my friends say I do too much because I have too many shows. Uh, Allegedly, allegedly too many shows. (laughs) (laughs) There's never Uh, enough. That's what I'm saying. There's never enough content out there. If you love it, there's never enough. See? Joe gets it. And uh, if Joe gets it, then that's all that matters. All right, Joey. Well, thank you again so, so much for doing this with me. Uh, For everyone watching and listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.